Hi and welcome along to the Civilized Savage podcast. I am Brett Morrison, your host, and thank you for joining me. It's a great conversation with a good friend of mine, Mr. Sean Brewster, and we discuss, I guess, the reasons behind why I've started to develop this platform um, around talking about some of the challenges that men face in, in connecting their head with their heart. I think there's a, a lot of men that feel disconnected and they're not sure where they want to go or what it means for them to be a manhood and um, finding their way in, in life. Um, you'll notice that we start a little bit into the conversation because originally when we recorded this, we were recording it for a uh, YouTube clip as well. And I forgot to actually hit the record button. So you'll pick us up partway through the conversation. And when I say partway, it's probably about the first 20 or 30 seconds as we explain what we're actually doing in in the recording process because we did go live on Instagram at the time when we recorded this as well. Um, So look, I really hope that you enjoy this. Uh, This is really just a process of me recording uh, my journey through building a platform and building a business around that platform and obviously this is episode one so we don't know if it's going to work or will work or not work but it's my journey and I hope that you can relate to that and take something from that and along the way I wish to get into um, bring some experts in to interview and also share their journeys and their advice as well to help you along in your journey as well because I think there's nothing more real than a real story so Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy the show, and uh, I'll see you at the other side. Thanks. Uh, I, I should have just hit record this. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, it made a lot of sense to me that yeah. you would choose that topic yep. um, to be building a business around. You see a dog drop into the shot here. It's my pup. She's come to say hello. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it just seemed right. It just felt right knowing you and knowing what you've got to offer the world um it just seemed like a good idea so yeah and here we are with the little logo on the shirt it's, yep, it's so taking shape it is and mm. so trying to do a bit of brand awareness and also a bit of merchandising at, at mm. the same time um because i think it's that's part of as, as you see as we go through the journey of you know, building a business and um is, is obviously part of this program mm. but it's also a way to show other men that there are options and so mm. i guess uh, so for those that don't know me, my background was I've been an executive and business coach and you know, you put a bit of a life coach part in that because I actually trained as a life coach which then morphed into the executive coaching and, and business coaching um, for over a decade. And one of the things I quite often hear, especially from men, especially if they're in a job and like, so I work a full-time job and want to have more flexibility in the way that I run my life. Um, and people go, look, I don't have enough time to start a business so I thought well why not document that journey and yeah. like if it works it works it, you, I don't know at this stage it's all unknown so it may not work I yeah. don't know but you know we'll give it a good good crack and we'll step through the processes that I take um, and if nothing else you learn what not to do I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the beauty of this format that, of this video that we're making here uh, both for video and audio of course but um, is that it is really a story about the story it's, yeah. it's about the creation of and not just about here's a promotional video for the business because that's not no. what it's about, is it? No, not really. No, it's about understanding the process someone needs to go through, not just to start a business, but but to formulate an idea, how they pull that out of their brain, how they turn it into reality. And I, I think, at least for me, what I'd like to do is to go into um, the challenges that you've had, and yep. while you'll be coaching people to be more effective in their lives, 
yeah. will see some of the things that you Absolutely. weren't effective in, yeah. and then maybe some strategies in how you've dealt with that and managed it, and yeah. and the battles that you're still having to fight on a daily basis to get this thing going, yeah. and, and also manage the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's obviously probably one of the things that people get get wrong about people in business that they think that you know life comes easy to them. They mm-hmm. they see that they have a particular lifestyle, and life is easy. But in business, there's challenges every day, mm-hmm. um, and quite often, especially when business is starting out, it takes a lot of momentum and a lot of energy. So even if people aren't working in a job, like it's a full time gig trying to get a business off the ground, as you, as you know, because you're currently in that space and you've been doing that what for 12, 18 months now. Yeah, about that. That's a full time thing. Full time gig, mm. yeah. And so, you know, we've obviously had a business together previously, and this is probably a, a, for you now, it's probably a third phase of that, a third version of that. It is, yeah. Um, so, and like I see the change in you and the amount of work that you're putting into your business and, and growing that. Mm. And it's very similar to a lot of the clients that I work with who have a small or medium sized business. And I've had people say, look, I just can't do this anymore. Like they go, when does it stop? And I said, well, not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it can Maybe be, never. Well, maybe not, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's part of the yeah. question about, you know, starting a business. Are you the kind of person that should be doing that? Yeah. Is it in you, Yeah. you know, to do that? And it's not yeah. for everyone. No, no, it's not. Yeah. So Just with a... your Civilized Savage concept, first of all, for those who maybe don't know about that, yeah, what, what does the name mean? Like, why that for you? Yeah, so the Civilized Savage came about because I wanted to really capture this whole concept that... And so the program is basically aimed at men because um, I, I do feel that men are lost not not all men but there's a good number of men that that are lost in society because society has changed and the expectations around what a man is has changed and mm-hmm. do we open the door for a lady do we not open the door for a lady is it sexist to you know um, let them go through a doorway first men are lost and mm. as a result of that you know women don't have strong men around and they don't have strong men in their lives mm-hmm. um, and quite often men will get domesticated through the process of you know, dating or getting married um, and whatever that might be but it's the civilized savage part is about being able to connect to the wild side of who we are as men okay but still being able to be civilized at the same time because I think there is an element of us that still needs to fit into society mm. we need to work with society times have changed you know, we don't walk around the club and drag people around or fight off you know saber-toothed tigers anymore yeah um, we fight battles in corporate offices and boardrooms yep. and stuff like that you know so we still need to be able to blend into that society and be a part of that while still being connected to, for me, it's nature or the wild side of what, who we are. Yeah. Um, and also keeping that masculinity side of us as well. And when you say wild side, I think the first thing that pops into my head and probably other people who don't know the concept as well as you do would be caveman. Yeah. You know, you know wild man in, in the bush running around, you know, yeah. killing animals and things. That's not what you mean, is it? No, it's more no, like the innate. It's like the the genetics that you're born with of who you are. Yeah, deep down, the history about, of what a man is. Yeah, it's and, about finding your passion and, and being courageous enough to be involved in your. Speaking passion. of man, it's man's best Hello. friend. Hello. Hello. Up here. You're, very, you're very friendly. <laughs> she was sitting quietly yeah, and she would press play on the video. <laughs> yeah, that's um, okay. Yeah, uh, it's look. It, it might just be driving with your window down. Right. You're know, just doing something that. You haven't done for a while. It might be going camping. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, going for a swim in the ocean. You know, it's just doing something that <laughs> you are being friendly. Um, <laughs> it's something that you've probably been passionate about in the past. You know, like I know for a lot of men, they used to have a motorbike and they got married, and then the motorbike's gone, and you know, it's raising the kids. Went through that same story. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But it's one of those things that people go. I just feel like going for a ride on a motorbike. Yeah. 
you know, but sometimes it's about actually, yeah, look, I'm a man, I, I want to do something that's a little bit on the wild side. Yeah. And it might be taking up a new sport or learning to paint. Or mm. You might have a passion about being an artist or learning, learning music or learning to sing. Just connect to that inner self that, you know, you've been told is wrong all your life. You know, mm. men don't do that all, you know, you know, you've got to be more responsible now. Well, sometimes you just want to go outside and let the wind blow in your hair. Do you think that, obviously, society is changing the way we see and deal with men? Yeah. Do you think the same thing's happening for women? Yeah, I think it has. In a different way or in the same yeah, way? Yeah, no, I think it, it's probably changed in a different way for them, but mm-hmm. it's definitely changed as well. And do women um, also need to reconnect with what it is to be a woman in the same I, way? I think so, yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. So, look, this program, while predominantly is aimed for, at men or for men, um, I think there's also an element here that's very relevant for women who have men in their lives mm-hmm. to help them understand part of that. So what do men need in their lives as well? Yeah, um, so rather than battling the fact that this man needs to go out and socialise with his mates once a week, he, like he physically needs it, yeah, to understand that and maybe yeah. create an opportunity for it so that he's happier the rest of the time. Absolutely, and allow him to be a better man yeah. as a result of that. And then I guess it's the women are from Mars, men are from Venus, and the best yeah, the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing that I took away from that book, the one time that I read a part of that book, was that um, we have to understand that men and women have different needs and we shouldn't try to see them as another version of us. No. Yeah. And if we treat them that way, then it's not going to work. No. And so when I say something like men need to go and socialise with their friends, yeah, that might not be the case for everyone. No, absolutely not. But for some men, one man, it might be. Yep. And I think um, the energy behind that mm. is, is important. And because I do often say, which with all my clients, that growing older doesn't actually equal maturity. So I see there's a lot of boys just in old bodies. Right. You know, and there'll be, a, you know, I think the common phrase is, you know, I'm going down to the pub with the boys. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of boyish behaviour, yeah. as opposed to connecting with other men and having, you know, deep and meaningful conversations. I'm not saying you should be, you know, deep and serious all the time. You can still have fun with men, but it's a different conversation. You say, I'm going to catch up with men to talk men stuff. Right. Whether that's at the men's shed, you know, building something or, you know, just going to a a place where you can over coffee and, and having discussions about your business or well you know you we've got a mutual friend Chris so you talk with about business you'll be out doing wild stuff for kayaking mm. which is a and that, that's a beautiful example of just connecting with that wild side sure it only happens once a year mm. but you set aside that time you go out you reconnect with nature and something that you both love doing you're yeah. both physically challenging yourself and it's got nothing to do with that being out in the ocean or, or in the kayak. It it's creates about, an environment for that connection for our, with ourselves and with yeah, each other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is different to going down to the, the nightclub with the boys. Or the coffee shop with your friend or the yeah, yeah. sitting there watching a movie together. And you know, we would yeah. enjoy that the physical activity yeah. together more than we would enjoy sitting at a cafe talking. Yeah. yeah. But for some men, it's just about sitting and talking about stuff, mm. um, which I think is a totally different energy when people say, yeah, I'm catching up with the boys. Yeah. Because that's normally a beer and they're just being obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the one thing I particularly love about this logo, yeah. and I think it fits so well. Now, you obviously have two pet dingoes. I do. Which is an unusual kind of pet to have. Yeah. And having gotten to know these dingoes over the little while that you've had them now, the stories you've told me, these are wild animals. They are. That have become <laughs> domesticated. Well, but socialised, yeah. That's right. So yeah. they can live in a house. They yep. can be around humans and they're safe to be around. Yeah. But given the right environment, the right situation, they will become very wild. We'll just fix that. Yes, right. <laughs> well, like, absolutely. So that yeah. 
So if they see a they see an animal that looks like oh, yeah. prey to them, they'll go. They're suddenly not socialized. They're suddenly not civilized in any way. Absolutely. They'll eat it. Yep. And you can't blame them. No, because it. That's who they actually are. Yeah, they are wild dog. Um, yeah. They're actually Australia's wild dog, so equivalent to like, like a, wolf. a wolf. Um, probably more about a coyote size, actually. Okay. But, um, and they say you can't domesticate them, so you can get them all socialized. So like you said, so they'll sit on the lounge and they'll watch a movie with us. They'll come inside. Um, but we have a cat. And I know one of them would be okay with that. The other one thinks it's food. Right. Um, and it wouldn't be much left, I don't reckon. No. Um, but they, you're right, if they see prey, or that they, something that they perceive as prey, and mm-hmm. it's, or something runs, their their predator instinct just kicks in. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you're like, hang on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a, a perfect... That's why I think the, the logo is perfect, because that's actually yeah. one of your dingo's real paw print, isn't it? That is, yeah. So this is the um, paw print of my young male dingo, Kimber. Yeah. Um, I took a picture of him in, in the sand, because we live down the beach, which if you follow the Instagram page or even Facebook, you'll probably see plenty of beach shots um probably too many beach shots actually <laughs> um but uh yeah so I took a picture of his, of his paw print in the sand then had that transferred into a yep. picture i got a graphic artist to create it up and then yep. put it onto the logo that's uh, the perfect represent representation of the concept i think well it is i think yeah because it's just that element of wildness you know you look at a domesticated dog and mm. there's certain things that a, a dog will do like you know i'm not saying that you should do this but you, you know i have seen people mistreat their animals but a dog will always come back but with a dingo, there's a bond. Mm. And if you mistreat it or discipline it the wrong way, that bond is broken and that relationship is over. That dingo will not come near you. Yeah. In fact, you, you probably don't want to go near that dingo. Right. Yeah, it'll bite. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, completely different relationship. So this is where that wildness comes in. So it's about having this respect for each other and treating them not as an animal, but as a, as a as an equal and yeah. and part of the family. It's it's a very unique experience. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. We, well, I guess we don't necessarily use the word pet, but you know, as humans, we see them as a pet. But sometimes I wonder if I'm actually their pet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really a bond that it forms with with the animal. Mm. So um, yeah, really special. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So the the concept is the civilized savage. Obviously, you you know, you're helping men become better men. Through yeah. getting in touch with their inner wild man, I suppose. Yeah, part of yeah. that, but also, um, I guess, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. So look at those aspects of that, um, of, of themselves within that. Um, but I guess what actually started, you know, started the journey is that for me, going into personal development started for me probably in my mid-twenties. And I, I picked up a book called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And many of you may have, heard of that book great or, book it's a classic book. Yep. Look, it is a classic and I say at the time being in my mid 20s uh, I was actually very focused around the money aspect of that book thinking okay I just need one great idea mm-hmm. not realising that this book was actually a guidebook for life Yeah. You know, so I didn't even pick up on that for, for many years so I have read that book multiple times so I normally try to read it at least once a year because mm-hmm. uh, it's just that good of a book I highly recommend it so it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill Um. So it's a, it's a great book. It's probably the oh, life coaching manual, really. It's well, a lot of modern life coaching is based upon is the principles yeah. within that book. Um, yeah, so I got I left home at 15. Yep. So joined the military. For those people that are going, gee, hey, you joined the military at 15? So I'm not talking about cadets here. I wasn't in any cadets at school. Well, it wasn't cadets at school, but this wasn't that. This was the full-on military. I um, joined as an apprentice. I did my trade in the military. Um, so by the time I hit 20, I thought I knew everything. Mm. 
pretty much. And that's probably similar for most 20-year-olds. So if, you, if you've got kids out there, you've got 20-year-old kids, they do know everything. Just ask them. Um, and by the time I got to 30, I was starting to question if I did know everything. There's probably a few things I didn't know. Yep. Um, so but I did get married at 20. Uh, I was divorced at 30. Uh, and I have to say, during that period of going through that divorce and seeing my two children, my two boys at the time, you know, not being with me, obviously with their mum, um, it was heartbreaking and devastating. And like I spent uh, many days just in the fetal position in a pool or puddle on the floor. Yep. Um, behind closed doors. Yep. Uh, and, you know, finding out who I was started to take on a very real um, space for me. And, you know, if you want change to happen, you have to call it by its real name. And up until that point, I was fairly comfortable not calling it by its real name because life was good, life was going on fairly normally. Yep. Um, but when you call it for what it is and you look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, look, this is what's really going on. So you just have to get really truthful with yourself. Just be honest, be raw and open with yourself. Like nothing will change until you can be brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. And like other people can tell you, but you say, yeah, yeah, no, look, I'm too busy. Or no, that's not how it is. You don't really understand. I don't have enough time. You don't really understand what's really going on. Uh, but at some point you have to go, mate, this is what's really going on. Yeah. Do you want to change? Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go give yourself a good couple of uppercuts and yep. say, well, what's what's really going on here? Yeah. Um, and do you want to continue down this path or not? Because um, it's easy to say, well, ignore it and you'll just keep going on the same path. But if you want change to happen, you need to do something different. And what, what gave you the, the um, what's the word, like the, the insight in that that had to happen for you? Where'd that self-awareness come from? Did it just happen, or did you recognise that it had to happen and then made it happen? Uh, yeah, so this is probably not something I've talked about a lot. There's probably only a couple of people I've talked about that. With, Interesting. Actually. Yeah. This is one of those prying questions. It is one of those prying questions, actually. Okay. Uh, there came a time uh, where I was actually planning to top myself. Is that right? Hmm. Believe it or not. Uh, Knowing you as well as I do, I yeah. cannot imagine that you were ever in that place. Yeah, it's pretty dark space, actually. Mm. Uh, it got to the point where I was, had planned it, um, and a little voice just said, do you know what you're doing? Mm. No, you are just planned to kill yourself. And that's actually it's when I... Ended voice up. of reason. Yeah, it must have been. Don't know what the other voice was. Some, you know, call it God, voice mm. of reason, whatever. Uh, it was enough to put me into that puddle on the floor for two days. Is that right? Yeah. Didn't come out. Uh, right old age of? 30. 30. Mm. This is after the divorce. Yeah, yeah. So I was on my own. Mm -hmm. um, the boys were, thankfully, at that point, um, staying with their mother that weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, eh? It was. Yeah, dark space. I tough, can imagine. Tough space. And it took a while to work through that. Yeah. Um, because when you get to that point, because that's I was pretty judgmental before then, and I thought, well, people that commit suicide just take an easy option out. Yeah. Um, but until you actually get into that space, you think, holy crap, that's it's not... A long, it's, a, it's a lot of force to get you to that point. It is, yeah. Mm. And uh, and I think there's probably a lot of men that have experienced that. Mm. Um, I know, you know, as I said before, I was in the military and I'd spent a lot of years, a couple of decades in the military, probably th three and a bit now. <laughs> um, suicide rates are fairly high in the military, guys. Right. And I know that's not just in Australia, it's overseas as well, so I know it's fairly rampant. And in the US and in the UK yeah. and across Europe... Um, and in the military, you're taught to get the job done. Yes. So success rate's fairly high. Mm. Mm. Not very many cries for help in the military. It's just yep. done with, yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, that realisation came that I had to do something different. So that was a, a fairly painful That process. was your wake-up call. Yeah. So they say that you know, for anything really positive to happen, you have to have something really negative to happen. Not always the case, but that, <laughs> yeah. is, that is often the case with people. Yeah. You, know, you have to go down into the pit before you can come up into the sunlight. Yep. And you went into the pit. I was in the pit. I did not know this about you, Brett. Yeah, no, I don't talk about it often. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not something you probably need yeah. to talk about. You went through it. Yeah. You know what happened. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thankfully I came out the sun. Uh, luckily, um, so you know my wife, Kat. Uh, so we were dating at the time, but long distance. So she was um, in Victoria and I was in Queensland. For those mm-hmm. that know Australia, that's pretty much... That's a long way. But it's about as far as you can get on any landmass in the world. Yeah, almost. it's about a two, three day drive. <laughs> you know, so it's a fair distance. If you don't stop it all along the way. Yeah, yep. like, yeah, pretty much. I think it's about 12 hour drive days if you want to do it in two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a fair distance, a couple of thousand kilometres. So, um, but I was very fortunate, uh, very supportive and it was also, and it continues to this day to give me the space to grow and be... Mm. A better man. She's um, a special lady. She is very mm-hmm. much. Puts up with me, so it's got to be. <laughs> she's got to be special there. Um, but yeah, very supportive through that space, um, which helped as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you you went into that hole. Yep. You recognised something had to have something had to happen. Something had to change. Yep. And was it in that moment almost instantaneous? You knew some things are going to happen. No, not really. So basically, um, it took all the energy I had just to crawl my way back out of that hole. To come back to neutral. Yep. So, um, look, I guess I got some advice from a friend at the time who had been divorced before. He said, mate, I know that you're going through a tough spot. Mm. Didn't know probably how tough. Um, And he goes, if I can give you any advice, is the advice I got when I went through my divorce, he said, Mm. don't make any big decisions. Don't make any major changes. So I didn't. So I kept it pretty much just chugging along. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until actually then moved states. Oh, look, I was still studying at that stage. I yep. took up university. I was studying, studying studying natural medicine, which is completely different for those that know what military guys are like. Yes. Um, so, but that's something I'll share in common with Kate because she's, she's a naturopath and has been for 20 odd years. Yep. Um, so for those that don't understand that, that's a doctor of natural medicine. So um, very gifted in that field. But um, with that then came my job and I changed different roles within the military as, as military guys do. So I got the opportunity to keep increasing my skill set. Yeah. I went from you know, fixing airplanes to then teaching how to fix airplanes. And so with that came the skill set of getting up in front of people, which I wasn't comfortable doing. So okay. um, for those that know me, I'm a fairly strong introvert. Although when I get up on stage now, I own that stage yep. and I probably don't come across as an introvert. introvert. Yeah. Um, Which is a skill set in itself. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So it's something I lo- actually do love to do. So I mm. love to get up and teach and, and train and, and run workshops. And I've done many of those over the last decade. Um, but then I just studied a journey of continually improving myself, educating myself. Um, I actually changed jobs. I got a job that got me into an MBA program because if you haven't done the maths yet, when you leave school at 15, you don't actually finish high school. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had no senior school certificate, so I never actually graduated from school. Yep. Um, because I went and got a job. Right. Which was not uncommon. Now, look, it wasn't uncommon, because I was now talking the mid-80s, so that wasn't uncommon for boys to go get a trade and, and not finish high school. Yep. Um, so I knew that I couldn't get into university with probably at going back to night school, so I actually got myself a job, which worked then sponsored me into a master's program. So I actually skipped the whole 
graduate degree, just went to a postgraduate degree, <laughs> um, because work was fun. Yeah. And yeah. so I got in there, and thankfully the professors pulled me aside early and go, mate, you have no idea. I said, no, you're right. <laughs> I don't, but please help. Yeah. Um, so they did, so they got me through, um, and I earned an MBA with distinction, right. um, which was, for me, a huge achievement, so I was Absolutely. You know, really proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from that, I pretty much flowed straight into a coaching program and NLP. And you found your groove. I did. I found my laneway, mm. um, and I loved it. Mm. Backtrack one moment there. You said just after the divorce, you had a friend who'd gone through that, or a colleague or someone who yeah. gave you some advice. You might not know this, but you did that for me. Oh, wow. Mm. Went through a divorce, as you know, yep. um, five or so years ago, which is quite a lot, long way after you went through yours. Yeah. Uh, but I was not quite that puddle of mess on the floor, but pretty close at times. Yeah. And there were some dark moments, not to the extent that you went through, yep. but some... The saddest moments I've ever had in my life, yeah, because of my kids and so on. Yeah, Same sort of story, um, and some of the best advice I got through that time was from you because I knew yeah. you'd lived it. Yeah, thanks. and I saw where you were at the end of that. Yeah, it had been a decade or two I, yeah. when I first met you and your boys. They were this yeah, big, and, now, and they're, now they're taller than both of us. Actually, we just got a message from my oldest fellow just before he's saying yeah. that he's. He's saying his own business as well, so yeah, you know. which we both saw as a real pride moment for you. Yeah, it was. It was I was really special. proud. Yeah, really proud. So uh, yeah, I, I took your advice seriously because I knew you'd lived through that. I didn't know it was as bad as it was. Yeah, but I knew it was pretty bad, and um, and it, it certainly helped, and it still helps. Oh, and, yeah, and you know, I often have this conversation with my partner Caroline. There'll be a moment in time where I'll be a little bit stuck, whether ethically or morally, or some something in my mind will be challenging me, and she and or I will ask the question. What would Brett do? Oh, really? Mm. Well, thanks. No, thanks. That mm. means a lot to me. And I, I just step up yeah. into your shoes and I go, right, Brett would do this. And that's where I go. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. That so that's... Um, so that's one of the reasons why I, when I knew you were going through the divorce, I, I did stay in touch. Intentionally? Intentionally. Well, I appreciate that. Because uh, I knew where it could end, mm. you know, which is never good. No. Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. That mm. um, means a lot to me. Cool. Yeah. So where are we now? So now you've gone through all of this stuff. You found your, your lane way. You found yeah. your groove. Yeah. So what ended up happening along that way? Um, someone actually, a, a common friend asked me if I could teach this. I think her words were, "Can you teach your spiritual stuff in our martial art class?" Okay. And at the time, I said no. And which is probably unusual. If you know mm. me, I but say yes to most things. I do say yes to most things, but at the time, I said no because for me, it was my personal journey. And I thought, well, I can't teach people the spiritual stuff because this is my spiritual journey and it's mm. about finding myself. And you can call it spiritual journey or just, you know, finding out who you are and growing as a man. But for me, it was, you know, this journey of, I guess, connecting with all of it. So it's different for everybody. But as I then formalized my qualifications, especially through coaching, I realized that I had used a strategy. And so it's then, okay, so how did I put the strategy into place? And is that common? Mm-hmm. And as of now, look, I've done executive coaching with about 300 people formally. Mm-hmm. Actually, about to do 300 soon. Yep. Um, I realize it's just patterns and right. strategies. So I thought, actually, this is worthwhile and it's worth teaching. Mm-hmm. And the outcome will be different for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm teaching you, hey, this is what you need to do to be a better person. And There you, is a process. You need to be a mini-me. Mm. Well, it's not about that at all. It's about being the best version of you. And it's about following a process. And there is a process. And yeah. I think there's some steps that people can do that's quite simple. Not necessarily easy, because I think simple and easy are two different things. So yes. 
sometimes the simple things are just really hard yes. to do, you know, but, you know, when you say it, it sounds really good. <laughs> like, re- like recognizing that your current strategy is not working. Yeah. That can be difficult. Absolutely. When yeah. you're commit- committed to a path and you've been yeah. doing it for so long, it's hard yeah, to change. Yeah, absolutely. And it can, be, it can actually lead you to a really dark spot because it mm. starts to challenge your belief systems, your values, everything that come into play. And you go, well, who have I been for the last 30 years or 40 years? Mm. And we say, oh, I need to change that. Well, if it's not working for you. Well, it's a lot of humility. Well, it does. Yeah, it does. Mm. Absolutely. And a lot of commitment and a lot of energy to work through that. So I guess that's really what brought the program about. Because I got to the stage where I go, actually, I could help. I could actually add value to other people's lives. Yeah. Um, I know it's worked for me. And, I, and I've and i seen, especially with people I've coached over many years, and, and many of them said, hey, you should be putting this out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the coaching I've done, for those that haven't known the coaching, there's a lot of internal stuff within within the military. So a lot of executives, yeah. um, high-ranking officers and stuff. So yeah. it's about, uh, a lot of them said, but why don't you go out and start your own thing? Mm. So I sort of have. It's also a topical thing at the moment. The, the Me Too movement, right? Well, yeah. Women yeah. women losing their power in society and then clawing it back to where it should be at, at a minimum. And it's a situation where through that process, there's a lot of confusion around how and where and why men should be the way they are. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of misinformation being spread around about how men should behave. Yeah. And it's purely through, I use, I'm going to very tentatively use this word propaganda around um, female empowerment. Women should have just as much power as men. In some situations more, in some situations less. Right? Equal though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there's... there's, It's it's probably important to point out that we are different. Absolutely. So equal doesn't mean the same. No, exactly right. And and when I use this word propaganda, I I use it tentatively because I don't want people to take it the wrong way. Yeah. But people will take this concept, twist it, or exaggerate it in a way, and then that will confuse the next lot of people that come through and the next lot of people and the next lot of people. So women have been treated poorly, absolutely. Yeah. 100% that's true. A lot of women yeah. have, but at the same time, not all men no, are true. doing that. But without tarring everyone to the same brush, we have to be very careful about the messages we, we put yeah. out into the world. So I think this concept of the civilized savage is not about let's treat women better. It's actually let's be better men for everybody, for men and for women. And I'm, I'm glad you raised that because that was another really strong driver for me. Because uh, as I mentioned, I've got two boys from my first marriage. But I now have two girls. Yeah. For my second marriage. And You've got the full set. Ab- absolutely. But what then became really obvious to me was we do live in, a, I guess, a paternalistic society. So yeah. it's very patriarchal. It's very male-dominated. And I've got two beautiful little girls, very cute. And a lot of people walk up to me and go, oh, mate, you know, you're going to have to get your shotgun out when they get older. You know, and, like, this is just a... A, I don't know if it's the same overseas, but it's in Australia... It's an old-fashioned way of thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, absolutely. But what really hit home to me, especially around the Me Too movement, um, was men use language which demean women. Men are... You know, most of the violence that occurs, domestic violence, is normally perpetuated against women. Yeah. And that's because men aren't being men. Men aren't knowing their true self. Um, and part of that is because... And part, I think women also have a part to play in this. And, and I'll say that tenderly because I know there's going to be a lot of women saying, look, men you know, are the ones oh, that, perpetrating that, it. But, that's right, yeah. But there's a role that parents play. And they don't need to be mother, father, because I know that, you know, you know I come from a, I'm a divorcee, so I understand that you know, families do split. And sometimes there's not a male 
role model in that family. Mm-hmm. But it's also just as important for the female to model certain behavior. Yeah. So I grew up in a family and I saw my mother accept behavior from my father that she should not offer. Right. Ever. Now, a woman can teach that to their daughters yeah. and a woman can teach that to their sons, importantly. So when boys grow up, they need a strong male role model, but they also need a strong female role model to say, son, do not treat your future wife ever like that. Do not treat your sister like that. Yep. Do not treat the girl next door like that because men do not do that. Mm. So that is the role that a woman can play. And for me now, as a father of two little girls, I say to people that tell me that, hey, have you got your shotgun ready? I say, well, actually, no. My role is to be the man that they need to see so they model. To find the man that will be good for them. So, yep. But also letting my girls know that I trust them to make the right decision, yeah. but also model the right behavior so when they go to choose a husband or a partner they go that's the person i want right as opposed to picking someone yeah which they would normally do like if their if their father was beating their mother they'd probably pick someone that beats them mm. which you know is the wrong space for them to be in so so as a man on they're going so how can i get that message out to other men mm. because quite often i, I see, keep getting the same message oh, i hope you got your shotgun ready mate yeah and that 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 uh statement gives the, the young girl permission to not worry about herself because I'll yeah. have a protector. Absolutely. And they will go out and go, oh, well, that will protect me. Yeah. And that's not becoming a woman either. It's not. No. Absolutely. And so in a lot of the, the coaching I do, um, I use archetypal energy. So how to step into the king energy, how to be the warrior, how to be the magician, and also how to be the lover. Like they're the four main archetypes that are quite commonly used across the man movement. Mm-hmm. Um, in manhood space uh, there's obviously a lot of other archetypes that men tap into um, but just allowing men to know how to knowing where how and when to tap into those energies to become a better man mm. yeah right mm. there's a lot of depth and, and, and width to play with in this space isn't there there is yeah yeah, yeah there absolutely is you know you could, yeah it's endless really yeah and what I, I guess what I hope happens through these conversations and the plan is that we'll have a few of these yeah um, is that I'll help I'll, I'll get a better understanding of of the concept of the civilized savage and that'll help you formulate your message yeah absolutely through the discussion yeah because if you haven't noticed the message probably isn't completely clear yet yeah. um, so it's something that we're still well, I'm still working on yeah um, I'm and, still putting the program together right. to help build that Uh so part of the program will be a podcast, which is just about adding those. So I want to interview people, and it won't just be men. I know this is about uh, helping men be better men, but mm. also helping women understand what they can do to support their men as well. Um, but also I'll be bringing in potentially female experts in, the, in that particular area to help men be better men. Yeah, great. And I think that through these conversations too, um, it'll become obvious that you don't have all the answers. Absolutely not. You don't have all the solutions, um, and you're still figuring it out, which is what about what it is to be a real human to learn a real man yeah absolutely um, and so that that's important that we get that out to the world through this yep. process as well because nobody starts a business let alone anything but nobody starts a business with it all figured out and it just rolls on down the tracks like it's yeah uh, it's ordained, <laughs> yeah so i think that yeah, um absolutely yeah i think this is a really valuable exercise it's not meant to be an interview it's meant to be a discussion no. where we kind of pull apart yep. the story uh, and the people can see that oh, actually that's how you start a business. Yeah, you explore concepts and ideas yep. and until you figure out where you need to be. Yeah, mm. and I think you know, and that's a that's a really nice point that you raised because 
I think there's, especially in the coaching space, I do see this a little bit. Um, and I think at the start I said, you know, I started doing life coaching, which led to the executive coaching, so I led to business coaching. Like, I already had an MBA before I started doing the business coaching. Like, I was working as a business consultant mm. before I started coaching other businesses. So I had quite a few years of experience behind me before I started doing that. But in the coaching world, um, actually, there's actually a movement called, I think it's the expert field, mm-hmm. where people, you know, do a short course and then to learn how to be an expert to learn how to be an expert which is a counterintuitive concept in itself yeah and you hear these terms like fake it till you make it well I, I can believe you can bring archetypal energies in and you can bring um sort of role models in that you mm-hmm. can copy and behave like which yep. is almost like faking till you make it but if you don't have the key skill set behind what you do you are actually faking it yeah which i think is uh not being congruent it's with yourself it's a cheap imitation at the end yeah absolutely of so yeah. Um, what I felt is I actually bring a level of congruence that hey, I've got lived experience. Uh, I've been a coach for well over a decade. I've done executive coaching, predominantly men. So I'd say probably 90% men throughout that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also worked with small businesses, large corporations, global firms uh, in the space. So I think I bring a level of expertise to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's not about starting a business that I know nothing about. It's something that I've got some runs on the board with. Yeah, so. and the Civilized Savage is a small niche within that kind of yeah. bigger framework yeah, absolutely. that you are passionate about. Well, that's right. Yeah, so it's actually about... Because when I first had the idea, I thought I'll just run a podcast. Then I thought, well, how's, how's that really going to help people? If I don't have something to back that podcast up with, people mm. are going, well, that was a great story, but how can you help me? Yeah. Which actually led me to going, oh, actually, I need something a little bit more depth behind what I do, which is why... I'll start the podcast for sure, um, but also then build up some programs and stuff to actually help men in the, in the process. Yeah. yeah so, so here we go. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Sean. No problem. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So thanks very much for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button. If you're watching on Instagram, please share. Um, it'd be great to hear your comments and, and views along if this has been helpful or not helpful either way. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, as Sean mentioned, we do want to run a few of these and uh, coming down the track will be ones about actually the process on going through to start the business or set the business up, some of the planning processes that I put in mm-hmm. place. Which will have some learnings in it itself, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you'll see the mistakes I'm making. Um, the advice you're all. getting from outside and how you're yep. implementing it. And, and yep. probably advice from yourself as, as we go, we'll go, go through <laughs> that. Because you'll ask me those questions. I go, yeah, I probably should do that. Yeah. Um, but you'll, you'll see it live um, as we go through. So thanks very much. I'm out. Well, there you have it. We did it. We got through episode number one. Thank you for joining me here again on the Civilized Savage podcast. Look, I, Sean took me down some rabbit holes there, which I wasn't really expecting, and there were a couple of rather raw moments. And look, I've decided to leave them in the podcast because I think it adds to the authenticity of the podcast and the transparency of my journey that I've taken to get where I am, but also because I feel that, well, I, I know I'm not the only one to have experienced that and gone through some very dark times in our lives i know as men it's it's quite common Uh, men don't always talk about it i know i didn't talk about it. like sean is a very very close friend of mine and as you heard he i hadn't spoken to him about it's one of those things that we don't always share but um i want you to know if you've been through that or you're going through that that you do matter um your life is important and the value that you bring to this world is important and there's someone out there who cares very deeply for you and is willing to give you a hand. 
so please reach out if you're ever in that space um, so thank you for joining me if you feel it's of value and if you enjoyed it please share it with your friends um, and I look forward to catching up in episode number two thank you